The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd. Joining me is my good pal, Mr. Jason Koopsik. What's cracking, Playboy? I, um, I'm sitting here on eBay as we speak. Ooh, I was on eBay earlier as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm waiting. There's 20 minutes left on this Ooh. HD webcam Oh, I could get for like... A quarter of the price so here's the deal you got to keep us posted as time progresses here then okay yeah i got a i got a ceiling and um i can bid up to 10 more dollars and then and then i might as well try to find another one so shit could get serious here peeps shit could get serious for the good doctor that's what's up sorry had to do it you better be. <laughs> Had to do it. Ah, so what else is new, man? Um, drank too much coffee today. Oh, did you get a little wiry? Yeah. A little jittery? I got a Keurig for 10 oh, bucks yeah. today. Jesus God, man. <laughs> this you is know, a special edition chrome one. You know, oh, fuck this. I'm The next time I'm, I'm planning on like shopping anywhere. I'm fucking going with you. I don't even care. Okay? Yeah. Come just, down. We'll spend a day going to thrift stores. You find all kinds of fun shit. Yeah, apparently. Christ. Do these people even know so what they have? it's kind of funny because this this is the same thrift store I bought that high-end camera at. They have no idea what they, they have. Ha- well, no, they did. They had two of them. They had two of the exact same um, model Keurigs. Huh. They were priced differently. Because they have different people working in the back. One of them was twenty four ninety nine, and one of them was nine ninety nine. The one that was twenty four ninety nine was actually missing a part. What the balls? I actually asked the lady at the counter. I was like, "Why is this one nine dollars?" <laughs> she said, "Well, probably somebody, somebody probably marked it different." So. Yeah, yeah. Damn, man. Outstanding. Out freaking standing, man. Yeah. I've so had yeah, a, I got uh, that, and I got some more, a couple more of uh, old school. I like collecting old school metaphysical books. Did you find something? Uh, today I got um, two books. One of them is the sequel to Late Great Planet Earth. I okay. don't remember what it's called. All right. The other one is The Man on the Grassy Knoll as a conspiracy book. That's hot. And I'm going to have to do a little research. I mean, I, I spent $2 on it. Um, some of them are going online for like yeah. 15 bucks. I'm not going to sell it. But there are, there are yeah, other ones still... that are listed up to $625, and I have no oh, idea why. Good God. It's like a college textbook price. You know what I mean? I did pick up a book um, that I know... Is worth about two fifty. The other day, yeah. I sent you a picture of that one. That's true. 
I do remember that. It's about getting getting yourself abducted. Words to live by. Some of these old books, um, I used to get them at thrift stores. I have a whole bookcase full of them, like 60s and 70s uh, books on UFOs and, and metaphysical stuff. Like, they're fun to read. And Shit, yeah. A lot of them are out of print, so um, some of them can get quite expensive. Yeah. But of course, I, I always find them for pretty cheap. It's badass. <sighs> Again, I just got to go shopping. We need to plan a shopping day. Remember when we went golfing last year? Yeah. Okay, so instead of golfing, this year I think we need to just go shopping. Yeah, well, you'll have to make yeah. the whole trip then. Yeah, that's fine. Well, you know, we're increasingly sounding like older and older men. <laughs> like, we're going to go thrifting together, antiquing yeah. together. Like, let me tell you. So this week has been the first full week that I've had um, where I'm strictly working at Malvern Manor, right? And mm. obviously doing, you know, the podcast and all that fun stuff. But it's, I don't know how to explain this. This is going to make me sound old yet again. I have never been so freaking excited in my entire life to mow a lawn. But I mowed the lawn, right? And then I bitched. I was bitching so hard because there's dandelions everywhere, right? So I'm like, son of a bitch and dandelions, motherfucking dandelions. So I cut the grass, and then I had to drive over to uh, another town, and I got some weed and feed, and I put that down on the on the grass, feeling good about myself. Like I am feeling like such an old man, though, because this is what this is exciting me now. This makes zero sense to me, but whatever, whatever. <laughs> oh my god, I'm like cussing at weeds, and I'm excited about mowing the lawn. This is my life. <laughs> I don't understand it, pal. But I tell you what's really interesting. Here's what's super, super How often exciting. Do you take a nap? A nap? What is a nap? What is this thing <laughs> called a nap that you speak of? No, uh, there's my no buddy Mike, time. You know, Mike. Yeah. He takes naps almost daily. Now, I always make fun of him. Whenever we go do something, he has to take a nap first. No. F that. (laughs) I refuse to take a nap, and there's so many different reasons why. I've taken naps before, don't get me wrong. However, when I wake up, like, I feel, like, guilty. You know what I mean? Like, I feel weird about it. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I just missed out on, on something. Like, I do not like taking naps. There's no way it can happen. Now, maybe when I'm uh, a little older, a little wiser, maybe 80, 90 years old, something like that, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll take a nap then. But, yeah, I don't dig it, dude. Do you take naps? Not often. Fuck that. I can't do it. I did yesterday, actually, but that was only because I only got a couple hours sleep the night before. How was it? How was the nap? Oh, I mean, it was fine. It was just like an extension of sleep, really, because all I did was get up, take my daughter to school, and then come back and lay back down. So, Do you ever feel more tired after the nap? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't do it. I don't ever feel refreshed. I never feel refreshed. I just feel freaked out that I missed something, and I feel uh, I feel like a shithead, honestly. <laughs> but here's, here's another thing that's exciting, though. 
So I am now currently taking this office that I sit in right now, and I am uh, I'm revamping it. I am going to turn it into a little more functional office, but at the same time, you know there's a bed in this office. I have a bed in this office. I have a bathroom with its own shower and everything in this office. My good pal, uh, Scott Latea, is coming to visit on Wednesday. He'll be here through Sunday. Uh, he's obviously coming for the, uh, you know, the Nick Groff tour event with Dustin Perry and KJ McCormick and our pal Johnny Hauser. And of course, you're going to be there. I'm going to be there. It's going to be fun. Uh, but my buddy Scott's coming and I offered my house. I'm like, come on over. Stay. Don't be spending money on a hotel room. Just stay here at my place. So I didn't want the place to look like a shithole when Scott showed up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like cleaning my ass off over here. Because <laughs> I don't want I don't want Scotty to think that I'm a fucking pig, even though I'm kind of a pig. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Oh, my goodness. What else is new, man? Uh, kill your video because it was breaking you up there a little bit. But um, I don't know if anything else as much as new. I mean, my daughter turned 14 this week. I saw that. Did she have a good birthday? Yeah, she had a pretty good birthday. Effing right. Effing right. I mean, she's been a little moody, but that's 14-year-old girl. True, true. It's understandable. 14, man. Yeah, I know. She'll be in high school this fall. Do you understand? She only has... uh, a week and a week and one day left of middle school. Do you understand that within a decade, probability tells us that within a decade she is going to be married. She's going to be married in a decade. Possibly, yeah, yeah. Listen to me. Like, there's a distinct possibility that within a decade you could be a grandfather. There, I said it. How you feeling about that? I'm a pretty intimidating guy. Yeah, no shit, dude. So you're going <laughs> to fuck these kids up. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Oh, it's going to be great. I'll make them feel stupid and think it's their fault. <laughs> so just verbal not abuse? not only am I intimidating, I could also talk people into thinking what I want them to think. You know, that is a good point that you make there, Dr. Koopsick. I'm telling you. Sons of bitches, man little fuckers you tell those little pricks to keep the fuck away that's all i'm saying jesus it's messed up oh so what are we talking about man m-i-b's you come to hear my bees motherfucker motherfucker you come to hear my bees is that an actual song what the fuck did you just say okay listen the only Men in Black song I what? know is the Will Smith song. Oh, that's what I was saying. It was just the Josh Hurd version of it. God. Oh. Come on, man. I've never heard that version before. Badass. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so Protect fucking cool. Protect the bay at all costs. God. Hey, we're not live, are we? No. Okay, perfect. Here it comes then. <laughs> on earth we are your best last and only line of defense oh yeah we work in secret we exist in shadow and we dress in black they look awesome 
They just look good. You know what I mean? Did he open up that saying "blacktivity" on her? Uh, uh, uh. I'm sorry. What did you say? <laughs> it sounded like Tommy Lee Jones said "blacktivity on Earth." What did he say? What was the very first thing he said? I don't know what he said. This is what Here, it sounded like in my headphones. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. Extraterrestrial activity. That sounded like he said blacktivity. You just wanted to hear blacktivity. You laid something there. I did not do anything. Or maybe my phone, my head, like the connection cut. Weird. I think you just wanted to hear blacktivity. What no. <laughs> What the fuck, man? That's awesome. I didn't hear the very first part. It cut in right when yeah. it's he said activity. That's because I, I was like, I was skipping around. That's uh, right. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> that's probably my fuck up. So, do you know anybody that's seen a man in black I, or had a man in black encounter? No, like personally, no. Um, I know. I was watching this really cool. What the fuck was I watching? I don't remember exactly what I was watching. I know it was uh, Dan Aykroyd. I think it was Dan Aykroyd's documentary thing on on uh, UFOs. And he was talking about this MIB experience that he had. Where yeah, he was literally I have that in the... No, you have it on there? Okay, because that was a really good story. It was really, really cool. Um, you know, obviously, you, you take it for what it's worth. I mean... You know, Dan Aykroyd is the king of upsell, so I don't know. Um, but here's... It says, there was a mysterious men in black sighting uh, reported along the Muscatine uh, County roadways, which is in, you know, Muscatine County, Iowa. Um, but yeah, very interesting stuff. Is that the one we covered? I think we I don't news. know. I don't know. In the news. Probably. We had one in Iowa. Not yeah. too, it wasn't too long ago. It this was a few like, months. Six months, maybe. Uh, I think this appeared uh, March 4th, 2017. Huh. Is what this says. March 4th. So, I mean, fairly, fairly recent. And does it say what well, they saw? It says, according to the reports, the individuals... Uh, have been standing, or excuse me, they were seen standing beside roadways and sometimes stepping into the roadways. This is the is story it the we same damn thing? Because we called them emo kids. That's right. They were Aww. standing next to the roadways. That's so cute, though. Just adorable. Poor little guys. Witness claims he was hounded by the men in black. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. So, the idea of the men in black is fascinating anyway, okay? Like, the whole idea, the whole premise of this secret organization who are basically um, there to police and protect, you know, the the secrets of, uh, you know, extraterrestrial life, basically. And God knows what else they're protecting. But I think we associate them more with extraterrestrials. Would you agree? Yeah, what was we we also had a story at some point on one of the news episodes where it was theorizing that they were actually a religious. They were run by religion, not the government. What Remember the that? Fuck? The why? Okay. 
So if they were run by a religious organization, like, it makes zero sense to me. Well, if they want... Okay, so if people believe that a lot of religions will fail if we discover alien life, I'm one then of they those would people. want to protect I that, right? I am one of those people, yes. So, Men in Black... Um, religion. 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 Ooh. Religion and spirituality among bisexual black men in the USA. <laughs> no? That's not the one we're looking for. No, I don't think so. Black men doing fine? Religious affiliation? No, that's not it either. Mystery of the Men in Black? UFO silencers? Kindle edition? Type, type, type in men in black run by religious organization run by religious organization sorry I'm doing this one finger type thing on the tablet it's taking a little longer let's see here more young people are moving moving away from religion. But why? Because of the men in black. It's gotta be. Dirty sons of bitches. Now I got nothing in here. Sorry, pal. Damn it. Oh, we'll find it at some point. We have it in our... We do. Because we, we've chatted about it before. Now, I don't know. It's it's fascinating shit. So what did you uh what did were some of the more interesting things that you found? Well, I got a few stories, but I actually only have I have less than 3 minutes on this eBay listing. Oh, shit. Just um, so I need to keep an eye on it, but I'll just read this one real quick. Um make it fucking fast. A man <laughs> known only as Larry claims that one night he was drifting off to sleep when he was contacted by a strange presence who communicated with him telepathically. This weird presence explained that he was not from Earth, but beyond that he gave no reason. Oh, but beyond he get, that he gave no reason for contacting Larry. Somewhat skeptical, Larry asked the presence to provide some proof of its existence beyond simply fact- sending thoughts into his head. Okay, he wanted a face-to-face meeting. The presence idea. agreed to provide him with further proof. Oh, he would show up during the day when Larry was with his best friend. Larry wasn't sure what to make of the entire thing the next day, and while he continued on with his life as usual, he obsessed with the dream for months. Afterwards, eventually he caught up with his buddy at an Independence Day celebration at a nearby park. As Larry was walking with his friend, a black van pulled up nearby and two black-clad men got out. Two more similarly dressed men exited the van after them, so there's four of them, but they did not appear to be entirely human in shape. Huh. The strange men sat down at a nearby picnic table, looked over at Larry, and then re-entered their van and left, just as mysteriously as they had arrived. Larry never found out why they had contacted him. So what the fuck? I mean, with that, even without the... Thoughts in the head, hearing people speak in your head. That's right. that's that would be weird if you're sitting at a park. A black man pulls up. True. Four 
men in black suits yeah get out sit down for a little bit look at you and then yeah, just get yeah, back yeah. in their car and leave yeah they're like i mean i'd be yeah. freaked out even if i didn't think that this was a thing like a bomb gonna go off but it'd be unsettling yeah i'd probably shit all over the place it'd be bad news it'd be messy what's your uh what's your ebay listing at my friend tell me your uh, one and a half minutes you winning well i wait I, i'm a sniper i wait till the last second and put in the bid Ooh. I don't know. So I mean, I don't know. They have the the new policy, not the new policy, but the new bidding process on eBay. It's not that new, but it's okay. not that old. Where you can bid a max amount yeah. so that somebody can't come in and just like cut you fifty cents a head or whatever. Yeah. Beat you by a penny. Yeah. But I'll just you know at fifteen seconds left, I'll put in my max bid, and if it goes above that, then you know I wasn't going to spend that anyways. So right, right. It's pretty badass, man. I hope you get it. Well, we'll find out here. It's got 45 seconds oh left. Oh, my God. 45 seconds is amazing. <laughs> hey, this is, this is like Hard, thrilling. Hard-hitting. That's right. I uh, I bid on something today. Um, it has three days left, however. Yeah, what was uh, it? Uh, it's something nerdy. It's a, it's a trackpad uh, for the Mac, for my, for my iMac. So okay. instead of using the mouse, I'd use the, the trackpad. That's it. <laughs> Fuck. It's nothing cool like a fucking webcam or anything like that. Time check. Time time check. <laughs> Fuck Looks me. Looks like I won it. <laughs> hey. Hey, congratulations. Dr. Feelgood. I am pretty excited for you. I did win it. I won it. You did. Hmm? You did it. You done won the some bitch. Four dollars cheaper than my the highest amount I wanted to pay. So. And on that note, gentlemen, we cue the music. <laughs> That's what's up. That is All what's right, up. so I'm back to Men in Black. Yeah, all right, let's do it. So this story I found on multiple sites. Um, it's one of the ones that's been around for a while. But uh, Albert Bender. Ooh. was the director of an amateur organization called the International Flying Saucer Bureau. I want to look this guy up. Okay. Oh, that group up anyways. Yeah. He believed that he had finally blown the lid off the whole flying saucer thing. He had his own publication called Space Review. Is he trying to he, disprove this then? or I? He was just looking into UFOs. Okay. I got you. Okay. Um. After compiling all of his collected wisdom on the matter, he mailed it to a friend to look it over before he unveiled it to the world. Unfortunately, this attracted the attention of the men in black, who decided it was time to pay him a visit, prevent him from leaking all the secrets to the world. For shit. A couple days later, Bender was on his bed when he suddenly had a dizzy spell. He noticed several dark shapes in the room with him, that slowly what? materialized into men in black suits with black hats obscuring their eyes and faces. He noticed in particular that the men's eyes lit up with an incredible glow and they seemed okay. capable of speaking directly to his mind. Okay, this is not like Will Smith and Tommy Jones at all. No, no. At all. Uh, they made him promise to destroy his findings and cease all of his research into the subject 
Bender was so scared that he was only too happy to comply. He so fucking did he it? did it. Ugh, idiot. No. Fuck that. You don't do that. Well, what's the alternative? I don't know. You tell me. Let's see how far this envelope can push. That's what I do. I'm also a dickhead. But I mean, let's see how far we can push this. Alright, so this next one. Um, uh, I think my friend uh, Antonio. What's his last name? Paris? Paris, yes. He uh, was a big proponent of this video. Okay. Like he got he kind of got it out there. Uh, alleged men in black caught on video. And now a lot of people I think have seen this video. It's in a hotel room or a hotel lobby. Okay. So um, a video was captured of two men in black who allegedly entered a hotel in Canada and started asking questions about one of the hotel employees. The story says that the employee in question had recently seen a UFO and had told others about his experience. Not long after, these two men showed up at his place of employment. Luckily for him, he was not working during their visit. According to witness accounts, the men were asking people not only about the employee in question, but also about conspiracies in general. They had no eyebrows or eyelashes, strange hypnotic eyes, bald heads possibly disguised by wigs, and clothes that seemed to be meant for fitting in. Dude. I don't know what that means. Uh, But somehow they were just enough out of place to raise alarm bells. These two men were definitely caught on camera. I've seen the footage myself. I'm watching it it right Uh, fucking now. Sorry. Go ahead. It's all right. The question is whether they were clandestine government agents, being from beings from another world in disguise, or simply the product of a clever hoax. Regardless of the answer, there is something hair-raising about the two men in suits walking into a hotel in the middle yeah. of the day asking strange questions about one of the employees, then leaving as mysteriously as they came. And I remember reading more about this um, in the past and, and hearing more about it. It was the person at the desk that actually encountered. Well, other people did, but the main person that encountered them was a lady at the desk, and she was the one that talked about how weird they looked. I'm looking like, at some of the uh, close-up images on these gentlemen, and it's very pixelated, but it does look odd. I will say that. What well, if it was some sort of hoax, fuck? it would have to have been um, perpetrated by all of them, not just the person, the employee that no, they were there asking about. Pretty much everybody would have to be in on this. I mean, where are you going to find two people like that? I mean, I'm sure it can happen. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure you, that would be a hell of an undertaking to try to find people that are bald with no eyebrows and no eyelashes or, or making, like, that would be commitment <laughs> if they didn't already look that way. I mean, You know what, though? At the same time, I got a lot of buddies who are of the mindset that, you know what, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I can shave your head, shave your eyebrows, and they will do it. But I, it's hard to make someone's eyes glow. Yeah, that could not... Uh, that would be difficult. That would be tough. It's going to be tough. going to be tough. Here comes one from a postal worker. Okay. 
An anonymous postal worker from Washington, D.C. was out delivering mail one day when he decided to stop and eat an apple. Okay. F- That's fucked <laughs> I am going to stop and eat this apple. Sorry. Continue. When he was finished, <laughs> he looked around for a trash can. Why don't you just toss it? <laughs> it's biodegradable. <laughs> Finding none, decided to just toss it on the ground, which is what I would have done to begin with. It's an apple. Fuck you, apple. (laughs) Before he could leave the area, a security guard approached and lectured him for his negligence, explaining that the entire building and surrounding grounds were under constant surveillance. Don't you fucking litter. I saw you throw that apple core, you son of a bitch. You pick that up right now. Right fucking now. The postal worker thought about this, along with the fact that he had already had or he already had to be buzzed in to deliver the mail (laughs) and began thinking that there was more to this place than met the eye. Whoa. What was that? I don't know. Some lady in black. Are there ladies in black or is it all men in black? Hey, you know what? I don't know why there wouldn't be ladies in black. Would it be women in black? I like ladies in black better. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> a while later, he was out on his usual delivery run when he came by the foreboding building again. This time, he saw three men walking towards the building, except they didn't appear to be like men. Yeah. They waddled when they walked instead of putting one foot in front of the other, so and they were ha- they were abnormally thin. They're waddling. Yeah, it says it was this thinness more than the, anything that frightened him. Uh, Though shaken, he decided to soldier on and march his way up to the door and deliver the mail. When he entered, he found a group of men who began questioning him about what he had seen moments earlier. He was flabbergasted and unable to respond until one of the strange beings who he had seen earlier sidled sidled up near him. Uh, At which point he felt even more terrified. After more grilling by the men in the room and after repeating that he had seen nothing at all, he was allowed to leave. His mail route was changed shortly afterwards. Wow. Pretty good. That's pretty I badass, found buddy. It, I was just driving by a place today. Yeah. It was... It must have been... The fence didn't look super old, but it was... There was a big field. I got stopped at some tracks and railroad tracks behind a bunch of people. Yeah. And... There was a field off to my left. The fence was right to my left, but there was a big, big open field. And I even looked at it on Google Earth while I was sitting there. The weird part was, is that it was run, you know, had a big fence around it with um, barbed wire that faced in. And it had a bunch of signs on every other post facing in. I, I obviously couldn't see what the sign said. Yeah. But it was facing in, like, and there was an entrance, an old entrance, what I'm guessing was an old entrance. There was an entrance down by the tracks that I drove by that was all chained up, and there was more signs in there facing in. Huh. Uh, like, maybe there used to be a plant there or something. Yeah, maybe. And I, I have no idea. I'm, I want to look into it more, though. I'm curious. Because there was, like, a big concrete pad in there on the satellite view. Yeah. So maybe I'll have a Men in Black encounter going in there. That'd be super awesome. I would, yeah. Maybe you could take me by there when we do our shopping spree. Sure. 
Definitely. It's in between two of the thrift stores. I just hadn't gone this way before. We're going to do a live fucking show. No. Nay. Let me say this. We are going to record whilst we do our thrift shopping. Okay? Sounds to me. It's happening. It's going to fucking happen. Just bring your camera down and we can make a video. Ooh. Josh and Jason thrifting together. Josh and Jason's day of fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to stop for just a second. We're going to get our shit together here. We're going to talk. Yeah, rain it in, Josh. We are going to uh, we're going to take a little break here and get a word from our sponsors. Come on back. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile. Add friends. Upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. One night, one location, one group of friends pushed their limits of sanity. It was great. It really made you think about some things, how how everything's connected. Oh, sure. How do you perceive your own reality? The film was really awesome. Being a, a investigator and being at Malvern uh, a couple times... Uh, this really jived with a lot of experiences that I've had. What's that? Perception and stuff, just, you don't think of those things. So, very interesting. You're not allowed outside anymore. Watch the Brush with Evil series, along with other Josh Heard documentaries. Go to joshherd.net. You will find books, documentary films, and of course, the Ectoplasm Show. JoshHerd.net. All right, kiddos, we are back. Koopsik, you you, yeah, uh, you still here. with us? Nice. Yeah. Strong. I you like didn't it. scare me away. <sighs> Thank God for that. All right. All right, let's go back into it. <laughs> the man in black who liked to hang out. Okay. Uh, headline for the next one. Uh, in most stories, the men in black are malevolent, intimidating entities who only appear briefly after someone sees something they weren't supposed to. But that's not always the case. In one account, a woman claims that when she was a child, her engineer father was regularly visited by a man in black who went simply by the name Lev. L-E-V. Lev? I, that's what it says. Wow. Uh, this man was completely bald, which she noted was very odd during her time. When she went to shake his hand, the skin was impossibly smooth, as if he had no hair whatsoever on his body. The man constantly wore his trademark dark suit, sunglasses, and hat, uh, even on scorching summer days. Okay. 
He was known for hanging around several engineers in the area, and her father always visited him in a little house near the local supermarket. The woman who tells the story says that she is sure her father knew Lev was an alien, although he ne- she never figured out what they talked about during their meetings. Wow. Okay, so that's interesting. Does anybody out there know Lev? Yeah, we're trying or to find this guy. Is Lev listening? Wouldn't that be some shit? Okay, there's going to be like four people that come and be like, Hey, I'm Lev, just by the way. Yeah, if you are Lev, come on out next weekend um, <laughs> to Malver. Might not be able to get into the event, but you can come out and meet us. It's true. So my name's Lev, and we'll have a beer with you. <laughs> but you have to prove that you're Lev. Yeah, we're going to need to see some uh, some credentials there, some like a birth certificate or something that says that your name is, in fact, Lev. Interesting, though. Uh, Very an interesting. Anonymous man, an anonymous man related a tale of a strange experience he had while sightseeing in Washington, D.C. Without realizing that they were, or that there really wasn't anything of interest for a civilian to see. Oh, he wandered into the State Department building. I was like, there's plenty to see in D.C. But no, he walked into the State Department building. Uh, he meandered through the lobby for a while until security became suspicious of him and headed over to usher him out of the building. Sure. However, before they could do so, he saw something that he would never forget. The elevator opened and five men got out. Yeah. Two of them were very businesslike and wore gray suits that were formal, but hardly remarkable beyond that. Okay. What drew his attention were the other three men in the, their escort. These men wore black hats pulled low over their eyes and long black trench coats, even though it was middle of the summer. I don't like it. The appearance seemed so strange that our observer could only describe it as cartoonish. As they were walking by, one of the strange men lost his footing on the marble floor and fell to the ground, dropping his portfolio in the process. Upon helping him up, he noticed that the man's legs seemed extraordinarily weak and it felt like they were as thick or there was a thick layer of wool underneath his suits wow even stranger the man's expression never appeared to change at all despite falling onto the hard marble floor floor near the drop portfolio he found a small coin with words written in no language he could identify one side depicted a man with features like a wolf, and the other had navigational lines and two crescent moons. Wow. It doesn't say if he got to keep the coin. Right. Because that would be badass. I want some space money with a wolf man on it. Why not? I'm going to try to find a picture of this. Well, I'll, I'll try to find it later. Oh, here's a the man, the men in gray. Well, that's not what we're talking about. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, the sneaky men who appear after UFO sightings are dressed all in black. But in one tale from Essex, England, they chose gray suits. Maybe it's because they're in Essex. They're Could in be. England. Could uh, be. William Shearer claimed to have seen a UFO a few days later. Two men showed up at his house. One of the men stayed in the car and maintained an intimidating presence while the other grilled Shearer about his experience. On this first visit, however, the man seemed 
more concerned with gaining permission to enter Shearer's home than the answers Shearer was giving him. The men spoke in a strange voice that seemed flat and expressionless and had extremely pale skin. This, along with the oddly intimidating behavior, was enough to scare Shearer, and he chose not to let them into the house. Unfortunately for him, his experience was not yet at an end. The men ominously proclaimed that they would visit him again not long after they turned up at his work. That's some bullshit, man. (laughs) They made it clear that they wanted to talk about the UFOs and once again asked permission to enter. When Shearer turned down or turned them down again, the men vanished and never returned, although Shearer believes that since then his phone has been tapped. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, it could happen. Like, people don't think that shit happens. I, I've personally, I've had my phone tap before. Yeah. And that is 100% legit, not just me being a fucking weirdo yeah, you psycho. Told me about yeah. That. I mean, it was legitimately fucking tapped uh, by the FBI, and they, they told me so. They absolutely told me so. And it was nothing that I had done or anything like that. Maybe one day I'll tell, uh, tell the tale. Today is not that day. <laughs> Still scared? No, not really. Not really. Not anymore. Man, I should write a fucking book about that, though. One day I'll tell the story. We'll have story time. All right, here's one that takes place overseas, too. Loch Ness has always been a place of mystery and intrigue. Many people believe that the depths of the lake contain a primordial creature from the early days of Earth, and some have dedicated their lives to proving its existence. True that. One man named Frederick Holliday was well known for being passionate, passionate about the study of cryptozoology and had spent years looking for evidence of creatures in the lake. Perhaps paranormal phenomenon has more, are more connected than we might have thought because while out investigating the lake for the Loch Ness Monster, yeah. Holliday had an experience that he never, or he would never forget. Holliday looked up on a hill near the lake and spotted a strange man dressed in a black suit. While it wasn't remarkable for people to be sightseeing along the lake, Holliday was struck by the fact that the man seemed to be looking directly at him. Huh. He, he was profoundly disturbed and reported feeling malevolence from the being that was staring him down. Before he could do anything, there was a bizarre noise, and the man was gone as mysteriously as he had appeared. Just one year later, Holiday was back at the lock for further studies when he had a heart attack. As he was being carried to the ambulance, he passed over the exact place where the strange man had been standing. Wow. Ooh, the next one is an angry man in black. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Why is he angry? A professor of folklore named Peter Rajsowitz. That would be uh, the coolest fucking job ever. Anyway. Professor of folklore, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Told of an experience that occurred one night in the college library while he was reading a book on UFOs that had been recommended to him by a colleague. Okay. He was just relaxing in a chair and reading his book when he noticed that a what appeared to be a leg and a shoe out of the corner of his eye. Before he knew it, there was a man sitting in a chair in front of him. 
the man immediately asked him about the book he was reading and questioned him on whether he had seen UFOs or was at all interested in the phenomenon. When the professor stated that he wasn't really that interested in the subject to begin with and was only reading the book to satisfy the suggestion of a colleague, the man became enraged and angrily asked him how he could not be interested in the most important facts of the century. Whoa. Uh, seemingly satisfied that the professor was not going to dig into the world of UFOs, the man left, <laughs> but not before telling the professor to go well on his purpose, is what he said. Okie doke. However, while it seems like this would be the end of it, it's here the story takes a turn for the extra creepy. After the encounter, he got up to walk around the library. However, none of the librarians were anywhere to be seen. Shit. The same went for the guards and all the patrons. Shit. In fact, as far as he could tell, the library was completely deserted except for him. For shit. The the professor returned to his chair in an attempt to gather his wits. In about an hour, according to the professor, he decided to get up and look around again, and this time he found that everything was as it should be. Oh, thank God. This sounds like it was his buddy orchestrating something. Right, right. shock him. I thought you were going to say, like, okay, he's getting up initially, and he's going to leave. He was going to leave the library, but he goes outside. He uh, goes to get into his car, and there's the pissed-off man in black. He's out there. He's standing on top of the car, pissing on the windshield, and, you know, breaking taillights. <laughs> like, pissing on the windshield and, like, breaking taillights and stuff like that. He's like, fuck you for not believing, and just runs away. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, kind of throw on a men in black, like, hissy fit or something? I don't know. What else you got, buddy? Um, you said so that... in that Soloway for Spaceman photo. What is it? The... It's... Okay, so... I know, I'm, I'm, I'm positive you've seen it. Yeah. It's a photo of a girl... And there's what looks like a space... She's on a grassy hill, and it looks like there's a spaceman oh, yeah. popped up behind her. Oh, yeah. All right, so apparently there's a Men in Black story or focused around that as well. Okay. Uh, it says, back in 1960s, Jim Templeton took a photo of his daughter near Berg Marsh, and before long, it made big news. You might have heard of this photo as the Soloway Firth Spaceman which captures what looks like an unexplained figure in an astronaut outfit in the background. Sure. Stranger than the photo is the experience that Templeton had shortly after taking it. He was at work when a car arrived with two men who claimed to be working for the government. When they asked, or when asked, they refused to identify themselves beyond the codes number nine and number ten. That's what they called themselves. Okay. Even though their badges pointed to no specific government agency, Templeton agreed to get in the car with them and drive <laughs> back to the marsh Fuck to me. answer their questions. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. The questions were pretty strange. Apart from the expected ones, like where it had happened and whether there was any other witnesses, they also wanted to know about the weather conditions and the behavior of the animals in the area. Templeton told the men that the domestic animals in the area had seemed scared on the day in question and had huddled together for protection. It was after stating this that the man or the men became much more hostile towards Templeton and started questioning the validity of his story. 
Of course, Templeton would not go to all the trouble simply to admit defeat, even if his story wasn't entirely honest, and claim that he was indeed telling the truth as far as he knew it. The men seemed to be unconvinced and headed back to their car. They drove off and simply left him standing there. <laughs> oh, my God. I wouldn't be getting in the car. Fuck no. You kidding me? Dipshit. Uh, Dr. Herbert Hopkins. Oh, so wait, what do you, what do you think of that photo first? I've seen it before. I think it's interesting. I mean, you know, like everybody else. Like, yeah, sure. I mean, of course I'm going to think it's horse shit, you know, initially out of the gate. Yeah. What about you? Uh, <laughs> Say it. This <laughs> added to it makes it seem less credible, honestly. Okay. It's like he had to add more. Gotcha. Maybe. I don't know. No, nah, it makes sense what you're saying. Anyways, let's see. Uh, Dr. Herbert Hopkins was working as a consultant on a UFO case in Maine. One evening, he received a phone call from someone purporting to be an activist in the UFO community, asking him if he could visit Hopkins to discuss the case. Only minutes later, the man arrived. The man was wearing a black suit and black tie and had a very a very unusual facial features with no hair or eyebrows and an extremely pale figure. Man. Hopkins' dog began barking erratically the minute the man entered the home. After the bizarre visitor was finished questioning him about the UFO case, the visit got even stranger. Okay. <laughs> he informed Hopkins that there were two coins on Hopkins in Hopkins' pocket which was correct nice. and asked him to remove one Hopkins complied and held the coin a shiny new penny in the palm of his hand the MIB told Hopkins to wash the coin closely after a few moments the coin took on a silvery appearance and then appeared to be going out of focus it then began to fade and eventually disappeared altogether what? Uh, the MIB informed Hopkins that the coin would never be seen on this plane again. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Then he required as to whether Hopkins was familiar with alleged UFO abductee Barney Hill. Okay. Hopkins replied that he had heard of Hill, but was under the impression that he had died in the not too distant past. Yeah. The MIB informed Hopkins that was correct. Barney did have a heart, or didn't have a heart said the MIB, just like you no longer have a coin. Holy shit. What the fuck? It's science, bitches. That's all I gotta say about that. Um, it says it should be noted that Barney Hill actually died of cerebral hemorrhage. Okay. Mm, okay. The MIB what? No. I, oh, that story just fucked me up, man. <laughs> like, that was nuts. Like you no longer have a coin that the MIB then gently suggested gently suggested that Hopkins destroy any and all material he had related on the UFO case Hopkins extremely shaken by the encounter followed the advice of the men of the man and burned all the files he had related to the case while 
he had repeated phone troubles after. Uh, he said the phone company said his line had been tampered with. Um, he never saw the man again. Oh my god. I bet he's looking Barney over. Barney didn't have a heart, just like you no longer have a coin. What the fuck? Like, that is so crazy. In a really cool way, but that shit gave me goosebumps right there. When you said that <laughs> shit, like, I don't know. I don't know if it was the words or your delivery, Koopsick, but damn it. I, it was the words, because it, it, I hadn't read that before. And it, so good. you know, I so could imagine good. it happening. <laughs> oh. I got I got the goosebumps, buddy. I got the goosebumps. Harold Dahl and his son were salvaging logs on a fishing boat when they spied six donut-shaped crafts in, flying in the air above them. The crafts drop molten waste into the lake, which allegedly kills Dahl's dog and injures his son. What? A few days later, after talking about the affairs with his boss and friends, he was visited by a mysterious man dressed in all black. The man urged him to not discuss the encounter. Not long after, he was also visited by several Air Force agents who were said to be on a mission to gather information. Dahl's story definitely got the attention of various law enforcement agencies in the United States in leading the FBI to write a report on the matter. Huh. Not long after the encounter with the man in black, Dahl claims that the whole thing was a hoax, but recanted years after having allegedly made his first confession under duress. So he, so, he said it was a hoax after the encounter with the man in black, but then later said that he only said that because he was scared. Okay. I don't so this know, is man. like, God, it actually killed their dog. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Do you believe him? Because after he already says, "Nah, it's bullshit. Never happened." After well, he says something the, like the, that, if the son got hurt, what does the son have to say about? Yeah. Yeah. And the son would have seen the dog get killed too, so. It's true. Uh, here's another one. Paul Milner Miller was returning home after a hunting trip when he saw or when he saw uh, a luminous disc in the sky. The disc landed in an empty field and two humanoids emerged from the craft. Miller fired his gun at them and believed really... to have injured one. Uh, when he fled down a rural road in his car. Why do we always shoot first? <laughs> well, what would you do if you had a gun? I don't. If you had a rifle. Uh, I'm sure I wouldn't just have a rifle anyway. Well, if you did. If I did, yeah, fuck it. I'd probably shoot. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be like, I'm fucking... You uh, would. I'm sure you're right. Uh, it says, however, in that moment, he realized he had lost time. It was almost three hours later than when he first encountered the craft. Shit. He shrugged it off and went back to his Air Force job the next day. So he actually worked in the Air Force. Yeah. However, upon entering work, he was immediately confronted by three men in black suits. They told him that they had his file. Despite having 
told nobody about the event, the men said they knew all about it and mentioned that the encounter would be best forgotten. Okay. They seemed to know everything about me, where I worked, my name, everything else, Miller said. They also asked questions about his experience as if they already knew the answer. Huh. Uh, Miller, terrified, did not come forward about his experience until years later. Danny Gordon was a radio personality who became interested in a flurry of Wyeth County UFO sightings. <laughs> uh, multiple people across the country claimed to have seen bizarre objects in the sky, and Gordon decided to investigate. Gordon became obsessed with getting photos of the objects, including one time where an entire school bus of students saw the UFOs flying over a shopping mall as Gordon took photos. Eventually, Gordon snapped a few photos at extremely close range that allegedly verified they were not of this world. I don't know how they can verify. I would say that you could say that you don't know what yeah. it is. I don't like the use of verified there. But. Yeah, it's a shitty word to use in that situation. However, strange things began happening to Gordon. He received a phone call from a man who claimed to be ex-military and warned him that his research could cost him everything and urged him to stop for his family's sake. Jesus. Gordon was also interviewed by two men in black suits who claimed to work for a magazine publication. Not long after the interview, Gordon realized all of his photos were missing he contacted the magazine for information and they claimed to have never heard of him. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? <laughs> uh, much less commissioned an article about him. Not long after, Gordon suffered a heart attack and his doctor warned him that all the research and stress was jeopardizing his health. Gordon Shit. gave up on the story and has never bothered and was never bothered again. Good for you, man. Good for you. It's amazing. What do you think about this, buddy? Like, I think uh, I think it's like anything else in this field, especially with UFOs. Yeah. Um, probably a nine nine hundred ninety of every one thousand are fake. Gotta be. But those ten, <laughs> or a one hundred, or whatever you want to like, ninety nine of a hundred are fake. Yeah. But that means that there's. I'm guessing there's something here. I mean, obviously, uh, not obviously, that's the wrong word. I would be flabbergasted, not even surprised, flabbergasted okay. if the government didn't send people out to investigate stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, let's say, just hypothetically or whatever, they come knocking on your fucking door one day. What do you do? I mean, how well, would you... Well, you got to comply while they're there. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. You just fucking lie to their face, and then once they leave, you'd be like, that was fucked. We need to do an ectoplasm show now. Like, <laughs> we need to record this shit now. Like, I don't know. It's interesting. Why aren't... Okay, and another thing. Why aren't more people having these experiences? Well, For it seems example, to me that... Well, I'm just saying, like, that radio DJ that we were just talking about, he didn't do anything too fucking special. True. Like he didn't do anything that lofty. He was actively investigating. But them. that's it. It's more than just a sighting. I mean, even though people just have sightings. Then why aren't every why isn't every single 
member of like MUFON. Maybe they pick and choose. They um, fucking must, man. Maybe there's only certain things that they feel. Yeah. Uh, maybe, you know. Maybe it depends on the case, like you're saying. You know, maybe it depends on the specific case. Like, yeah, you're getting way too close to shit. Yeah, I mean, this is completely hypothetical here, yeah. thinking. But maybe the, the, this was just goes to show that we don't know their intentions. Exactly. Um, maybe, maybe they're you know out of a hundred UFO sightings, you know, probably seventy five percent. Well, let, let's just say fifty percent are mistaken objects like planes and okay. and other things. The other fifty percent are something that. Truly, they don't understand. Right. Of the 50%, maybe 90% or 40, 90% of the 50%, I know the math is crazy, but are stuff that they're not worried about and people see. People see them and they can't do anything about it. You know, it's going to happen. Maybe they're not worried about who's going to believe them anyways. True. But maybe that other 10% of the original 100% are something that they don't want anything getting out there about and that's who they choose to go that's talk what, to yeah that's who they're going after it makes sense or maybe they're all aliens and they're just worried about protecting their secret crafts they don't want to go after they don't care about the, the other aliens um out, you know craft they just there's maybe it's just one race of aliens going after when you see their spaceship yeah maybe i mean Huh. Just as plausible as anything else. It's fucking weird, though. <coughs> I think I'm dying. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Probably my, the subject uh, content. My one about. old friend had a Men in Black experience. I think I talked about it a little bit before. Yeah. Uh, my crazy friend in town that I haven't <laughs> that I haven't yeah. reconnected with because. I got a really weird vibe last time I talked to him. He's the guy that um, his father worked at some underground bases and stuff, including one here in Kansas City, and also worked at a bunch of Air Force bases, including uh, Richard Kabauer's Air Force Base, which is in northern, uh, northeastern Kansas City metro. So they lived near there, and his father worked on the Air Force Base at that time, and he was a teenager, early teenager, probably middle school early high school and him and a friend were out back playing and he said it was nighttime but the sky was pretty bright there was a few clouds in the sky but it was just sparsely clouded they watched what they thought was a blimp it just looked like a blimp to them sure but it went into a cloud and never came out the other side they watched it for a long time just never came out it was just gone wow so since his father worked at the Air Force Base, they called the Air Force Base to report it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they just, they thought, well, this, we saw this weird thing. We yeah, might as well report it. Yeah, it's what you do. A week later, yeah. Um, I don't know. If, he didn't mention his father ever talking to him about it. But a week later, a car came to the house and a man in fatigues and a guy in a black suit with black sunglasses got out of the car and came inside. And the man in the fatigues did all the talking. The, the guy in the black suit didn't say a word. He said after, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes of talking to them, they went out back so he could point out to, the, to them where it yeah. was in the sky. 
And right when he got done pointing it out, he said the next thing he can remember is they were standing in the front yard waving and they were leaving. What? Now, they didn't obviously erase his mind of the whole time because he remembers talking to them, but he doesn't know what happened and how they got from the backyard to the front yard. And I don't think his mom did either. His mom was there with them. It's so fucking weird. This is fucked up. So, yeah, maybe they used the neuralizer on them. But then they wouldn't have remembered any of it. So, I mean, that's just a thing. But why wouldn't they erase his memory of all of it? Yeah. I mean, mean, he could still remember the UFO. He could still remember talking to them. He just doesn't remember getting from one part of the yard to the other. So fucked up. So fucked up. I don't get it, buddy. Maybe. I just thought of this now. Maybe they put him him into some sort of trance that made him tell the truth. Or something that also yeah. made him not remember during that time, like a hypnotism, like a like sure. hypnotized. But it, Possible. It sounds like a hypnotism. Yeah, I mean it does. But I mean, even if if you're even under hypnosis, though, you're never going to do something that you're not necessarily cool with. Um, you still have control, so to speak. Um, if it weren't something that you would normally do anyway, or if you're not cool with whatever it is that they're implying you do, like every time somebody says the word chicken, you fucking, you know, pull down your pants and play, you know, La Bamba on your butt cheeks. I mean, like, if you're not cool with that, doing that, then you're not going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So this would have to be something very, very strong. Some very type or strong type of uh, fucking mind control, basically, for lack of a better term. That's weird. And then for him to just kind of blip in and out, you know. Ugh. Yeah. That's fucked up, dude. Yeah, I mean, there are hundreds of other stories like this. And it's still going on. Like, they're still reported all the time. Right. Well, I'll finish with this one. Okay. It's, uh, let's see. This one took place, uh, 11 11 2016. And this is just how it was reported. Sure. At, uh, in McAllen, Texas. Okay. Uh, when November 10th, 2016, at 1 50 a.m., uh, McClellan or McAllen. Sighting of jet-like plane followed by sighting of two men in black. A really terrifying encounter of the supposed men in black has been reported to MUFON, case number 80321. A witness in McAllen noticed some jet-like UFOs in the sky, and though details were short on what exactly they saw, the witness then encountered two mysterious men dressed in black with eyes that didn't appear to blink. And here's a quote from the guy. I was running at a park at 1.50 a.m. on November 10th, 2016. I saw two jet-like planes in the sky. They flew north, flashing green and red lights. Then they appeared south again and traveled around all directions. 
then they vanished. Wow. Suddenly, I saw a black and white man walking alongside of each other. They wore all black clothes, long sleeves connected with their pants and hands. What? Long sleeves connected with their pants and hands. That says they wore white shoes. They looked at ease, did not even blink an eye, and were looking forward. Never looked at each other. Felt like I was being watched when running by them, even though they never turned to look at me. But they appeared as soon as the two jet-like planes vanished. I went home walking fast. I turned back. When I left the park, they vanished too. The fuck are you doing jogging? At that Maybe hour? he has a weird schedule, and that's the only time he can work out. Yeah, he needs to figure something out. No, I mean, maybe he starts work at, like, yeah, I, 3 no, in the morning. I, I know what you're saying. Dude needs yeah. to figure that shit out. That shit's got to change. Ugh. Well, it would be peaceful until the men no. in black come. It would not be peaceful. No? No. That's like every episode of CSI starts like that. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of episodes of X-Files starts like that, too. Yeah. A lot of porn starts like that, too, so... To each their own. To each their own. Different strokes for different folks, I suppose. Oh, my goodness. All right, buddy. Well, why don't you tell the uh, the good peeps about our Patreon shit? What oh, yes. What we got going on uh, over there? We have a secret society. That's right. We wear robes. And with underneath. Totally naked. Underneath the ropes. All right, so I'm the only one running around naked, but whatever. It's fine. You don't wear a rope? No. Fuck the rope. No tie. There's no tie. It's usually dark in there, so it's hard to tell. Yeah, it'd be hard to tell anyways. (laughs) (laughs) If you'd like to join our secret society, go to (laughs) patreon.com backslash ectoplasm show. There are many different levels, and it's only $1 a month. Uh, for the lowest level and you can start learning our secrets one dollar a month that's twelve dollars a year that's right that's it twelve you get to be a member of our secret society and get all the perks and enlightenment that comes with that lots of enlightenment too telling you you can get to it by going to our website as well it's one of the pages on our websites goes directly to our patreon page sweet super so awesome go be like our initiates initiates that's right that we already have and we are still in the process of building all of it so the people that have um signed up already within the month they'll start receiving all of their benefits that's right which is so, going to be fun, dude. That's going to be super fun. At $5 a month, you'll get an exclusive episode of our show every yeah. month. At $1 a month, you'll get a newsletter. Of, you know, exclusive newsletter of you know for our show. And you'll have access to the store that we're, I'm working on that will have gear just for That's our secret society. That's right. Dude, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Can't wait. You've already had a few people join. Absolutely. People are doing it. We already have a few protectors of our secret society. That's right. People are signing up. People are joining. I'm telling you, man, we got to do some fun stuff here in the near future. 
have a meeting. Anything. We'll do we'll do something fun. So You know what? We could probably set up a Google Hangout. That's exactly what I was just thinking. Of our secret society. That's right. That's right. I'll probably be in and out because of the shitty Iowa internet. What up? <laughs> well, we can come down here to do our shopping well. I think that's a good idea. I think that's a great idea. We need to orchestrate all of this. Just coordinate it. Fuck. Here we go sounding old again. All right. On that happy little note, peeps, <laughs> I'm going to let everybody go. Um, oh, wait. Yeah. We got to mention podbros.com, our podcast network. Go check them out and tell them we sent you and tell them how much you love our show. Yeah. 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 Those guys are super awesome. All right, peeps. Well, I hope you have a good rest of the day, night, uh, week, or weekend, whenever you uh, tend to be listening to this. And we'll talk to you very, very soon, bright and early, Tuesday morning, with the news. Peace out. <laughs>